Prepare yourself to invest a few minutes with the Make Each Click Count podcast to discover new details in how to accelerate your sales and profits while making sure you're getting the absolute most out of your online marketing dollars. Hosted by Andy Spleichel, who's been running paid click campaigns for his clients for 20 plus years. Join us and discover what's working today and start making each click count. Without further ado, here's the acclaimed author of the Make Each Click Count book series, the founder of True Online Presence, the founder of Make Each Click Count University, and the host with the most, Andy Spleichel. Welcome to the Make Each Click Count podcast. This is your host, Andy Spleichel. We are happy to welcome this week's guest to discuss today's topic, which is turning your visitors into customers. Today's guest is a CRO expert and co-founder of Accelerated, where they specialize in accelerating the growth for D to C brands by unlocking the power of conversion rate optimization and A-B testing. His agency works with some fast-scaling seven to 10-figured DT2C Brands, a big welcome to Carl Weishe. Hi, Carl. Hey, Andy. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you for the introduction. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, we're excited. We're excited to talk about conversion. So conversion, it's the, the golden grail, the holy grail of e-commerce marketing. Where do you start? Is it your targeting, your offer, your system? Where Where is it? It's a great question. Uh, so when I think about conversion and conversion optimization, I like to have a holistic approach to it um, because some of the times uh, brands or marketers think that it's all about like tactics or hacks or strategies to like fine tune something on your landing page. But for me, a conversion happens with the first touch point that a brand has with their prospects or with the target audience. So it starts with the uh, ad that they see and from the ad over the call to action to the landing page and then throughout the funnel until they buy, right? Until the conversion happens. But it really starts with the first initial touch point between the brand and the uh, potential customer. Now, one of my projects here in the new year coming up is to really focus on conversion, which is why I'm, I'm very excited to have you on the show today. One of the core concepts I find useful is looking at what's called the results triangle, prospect, proposition, and process. Do you have a tool that you find useful in, in kind of simplifying how you want to look at converting? Yeah, so it's it's really based on what data you like to look at, right? Whether you want to look more at the quantitative data for that, for example, I like to use Google Analytics because it gives you a great overview over the customer journey, over the essential touch points, and then also about the KPIs, right, for each of the pages in terms of how they convert or what the click-through rate is. Um, in terms of more qualitative data, I really like to jump into customer surveys and also into Hotjar user recordings. So uh, sometimes I'll just sit down for a day and look at <laughs> these uh, screen recordings of um, the traffic just like clicking through the store, right, at these like five to ten minute videos. Uh, which records uh, each of the sessions. So they give you a really, really great insight of how people are interacting with the store or with the funnel and how they navigate through it, right? Um, obviously, it doesn't tell the whole story of what they are going through mentally and emotionally, but it gives you the first great insights of how they interact with the store. And this in combination with the customer surveys and, for example, Google Analytics gives you a really, really great picture of uh, where to optimize for conversion. 
Right. Yeah. And for listeners who don't know, he's referring to Hotjar, where you can uh, have a subscription and it, it actually uh, screen videos each visitor's journey on your website. So you can see, yeah. um, you know, what they're doing and, and what path they're taking and where there might be a bottleneck. I mean, that's it's a great tool. Now, here we are in the midst of the holiday shopping season when you're when you're looking back at, at numbers in January as an e-commerce merchant, what are some of the, the KPIs that a store owner should be reviewing? Uh, great question. Uh, so I think the uh, most important KPI that we always like to go for is profit, right? Um, it really depends on the individual's brand strategy. But one of the main KPIs for us is always going to be profit and cash flow because that's ultimately going to um be the main kpi for you or uh, whether you are able to grow and scale or not right it's great to make a lot of revenue but then also you need to have a great cash and a great uh, profit behind it so that you can fuel more growth with your brand right and profit is really based on how much are you paying for your traffic and then how much are you earning of your traffic right so basically the cpc the cost per click and then also the EPC, so the earnings per click, right? So ultimately, it's going to be um, your ROS, right? So how, like, what is the return for every single dollar that you put into your advertising spend? And for that, as a brand, you have like two different levers, right? The first lever is obviously um, optimizing your paid acquisition efforts, so everything in terms of the creative or the media buying strategy or performance marketing strategy. And the second big lever is conversion optimization. So making sure that your funnel is dialed in and the landing pages and the offer that you have. Um, so that's uh, where we like to look at in terms of KPIs. How important, how much emphasis are you putting on lifetime value of customer acquisition? I mean, you're, you're talking about a profitability of that click for, for that purchase, but, but what, about, what about lifetime value? Uh, I'm really grateful that you uh, asked that question and pointed into that direction because I think uh, for the brands, especially in this year, uh, with everything that's going on in the world, with the economic downturn, with the recession, with uh, with click prices rising, um, it's becoming more difficult for brands, right? And you, you can only optimize uh, the traffic or the cost for the traffic so much that you have to make sure that you have a great backend and a great retention strategy. So the customer lifetime value is really, really, really important for brands. Um, and I would go as far as saying this is becoming like one of the most important KPIs for brands. So first of all, obviously, the we like to optimize for the um, high average order value, right, in the front end so that you can scale um, your paid acquisition efforts. But then also you need to have a good retention strategy, whether it be with email, SMS, a community, or an application or something of that sort, so that you make sure that for the, uh, for the price that you're paying per acquisition, that you have a good uh, revenue coming in in the long run, right? Yeah, no, that really goes into my next question of how important do you believe that becoming customer centric is versus being a purely transactional company on, on the conversion process? Yeah. So 
My personal opinion is that being customer centric is going to be the make or break of your business, right? So being customer centric is rather the make of your business and then being transaction driven is rather the break of your business, especially in these uh, times that we live in right now. Um, and you see this with the huge corporates like Amazon, right? They've been able to grow to being like one of the main uh, leading companies, like one of the big four, because they've always been customer centric. They always, um, they always focused on analyzing what they can optimize, uh, how they can improve customer experience, how they can retain customers longer. And I mean, if every single one of us uh, has a look at their Amazon order history, we probably have a lifetime value of a couple of thousand uh, dollars, right? <laughs> I mean, like once you're in the Amazon sphere, you're just spending like money uh, like crazy on there. So that's why I think that um, being customer centric is really, really, really important. And it's also that we see this trend for a lot of the dropshippers, for example, right? A lot of dropshippers are turning um, their stores into brands because they see that dropshipping is only a short-term business model. And that nowadays, if you really want to um, scale a brand and if you really want to have a, a business that's staying in the game for long then you need to be customer centric and you need to be building a great brand with a great uh, relationship to your customer basis now one of my favorite sayings is what gets measured gets improved and, and we all know that it's it's super important to have tracking really buttoned up on your e-commerce store to, to figure out mm -hmm. what's coming in, where's it coming from, what's converting. But what analytics program are you using as a CRO company? Are you using Google so Analytics the, or is it something else? Yes. Uh, so we use a multitude of programs, uh, but the most foundational is going to be Google Analytics, right? Because with Google Analytics, you have a great overview of all of the main KPIs. What we like to use to support that is Google Tag Manager because with Google Tag Manager, you're able to, as you said, um, create a lot of these custom events, right? So what I mean by that is with uh, Google Analytics, with the basic setup, you have the e-commerce tracking. So you have an overview of, for example, session duration or bounce rate or average order value or conversion rate or revenue, right? And then we can optimize for those metrics. But if we jump into Google Tag Manager and create more events that are being tracked, we can track more specific and more complex KPIs. So for example, how far did the uh, user scroll down on the page or which button did the user click or where did the user hover over, right? Or what is the click-through rate between the uh, different pages in the funnel, for example? And with that, uh, you get more and more events and more KPIs that you can track and that you can also optimize then. So this is always our tech stack, uh, is Google Tag Manager and then Google Analytics to analyze the data. Um, and then, as I said earlier, Hotjar is a great software that I highly recommend that we also like to look at for more qualitative data, right? Because you have these really visual representations of the data for example, these user recordings that we've been talking about or also the heat maps and click maps and scroll maps. So what I've just been talking about, what we can track with Google Tag Manager and Google Analytics, um, Hotjar is the pendant to that for visual analysis. So Hotjar also tracks where most of the users click, for example, or how far the users scroll. 
And then you have a visual representation in form of the heat map where most of the traffic is being like navigating towards. So this is like the tech stack that we like to use to uh, analyze e-commerce brands and funnels. Have you started migrating to GA4, Google Analytics 4? Yes. So we started setting the up, I believe, in June and July uh, this year. Okay. Yeah, no, for listeners that don't know, that is going to be uh, mandatory, I think, what, June of 2023. So you set up the stacks, you do this. I mean, what, what services are you offering to clients helping them um, improve conversion then? So our one and only offer is the uh, complete done for your service where we come in and we work together with eight figure brands and we fine tune the existing funnels and the existing landing pages. And then we will also build out new funnels and new landing pages to split test them against the current setup. So we can uh, improve conversion rates and average order value with the ultimate goal of making the traffic more profitable. And do you have a favorite success story of one of your clients that you could share? Yes, <laughs> that's, a, <clears throat> that's an interesting question. My favorite success story is really uh, one of our first clients that we work with because, and this is really close to my heart because it's like a really emotional story because this was back in September, 2020. So um, I spoke to this guy from Austria called Robert and back then, he was uh, trying a general dropshipping store, right? We we all have seen this uh, sometime, these stores that are not branded, that are just testing products, right? So you go on the homepage and you see kitchen accessories next to a dog bed, next to gym leggings, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. they are just testing products. And he came to us and uh, he just lost his job due to COVID. Um, so this store was just like only chance to, uh, kind of make the money and to be able to pay rent and eat and everything. So this was like his, uh, way he put all of his effort, time and energy into, um, and he came to us because he ran Facebook ads for a thing back then, like one or $2,000 spent per month. And it wasn't really profitable because the conversion rate was bad <laughs> because, uh, he was doing a lot of different ads. He was testing a lot of different, uh, products. And then imagine you click on an ad and you see a store and it like it's not a brand, it doesn't stand for anything, and then it has like a bandwidth of 10, 20 products that don't have anything to do with each other, right? So um, we started working together and we jumped into the analytics of the store. And what we first wanted to figure out is um, does he have a hero product, right? Is there one of the products uh, is there like a bestseller out of all of these different ones? And what we found was that all of his revenue, like 90 to 95% of his revenue was coming from the dog bed, right? Not from the leggings, not from the kitchen accessories or any of the other products that he was testing, but from the dog bed. So what we did uh, with our conversion rate optimization approach was completely rebrand the whole page. So we made it look like a dog brand, right? We created a new logo, we created new colors, we created a new page, We had specific copywriting for dog owners, for pet owners. We added a lot of pictures of dogs and uh, dog owners to the page. And then we also kicked out all of the products that didn't have anything to do with the pet niche. And we added a lot of complementary products around it. So for example, like a dog leash or dog harness or more Mm -hmm. accessories. And we made it look like a real established pet brand, right? 
Um, and then we also added like a lot of trust, a lot of nice copywriting, value proposition, product benefits uh, throughout the different pages. And then we pushed it live and it was really crazy because this was one of my first projects and it turned the conversion rate from 0.35 to 2.7% overnight. And it made his uh, Facebook ads effort really profitable. And then he was able to scale that up and live from that. And yeah, that's my <laughs> craziest case study until now. And it was also really emotional because uh, just by doing that, um, he was able to live from that project. Yeah, that's a great story. And I can I think it kind of shows that you really have to have the, the theme all the way through, right? That people aren't, if they see it and they, it's like, it's like a garage sale, they're a lot less likely to buy than yeah. if you have a theme for dog beds and they're, you know, you're the expert on dog beds. And so that's, that's what happened to conversion, I'm sure. Now let's talk about, are there any challenges that you have struggled with in getting some results for your clients? Have you tried something that hasn't worked? Yeah, so here's the thing with A-B testing. We have it all of the time that we think we have a great idea, right? Whether it be testing a different value proposition or testing a new landing page. And for example, I've created it, I designed it, I put a lot of effort into it. And then we push the A-B test live and then we see that it performs worse than the current landing page. Um, and that was most of the times in the past when... I created it so it would work well for me, for example, as the target audience, and it would sell me. And I personally really liked it. And I kind of forgot to um, tailor it to the real target audience, right? And let's say, for example, I'm selling fashion to a female audience, but I'm designing and writing the landing page so I like it. That doesn't really work, right? Because the female audience uh, that may also be a bit older uh, than me is completely thinking differently right for them uh different benefits of the product are appealing for them a different design is appealing and they're taking a completely different approach to their customer journey than i think they are right so this in the past was like the biggest thing that we ran tests or we ran different landing pages where we uh, didn't focus on really tailoring to the audience and that's also what i really liked what you just mentioned is that you have to really make sure that you have a great product market fit in the sense that you really create an experience that's tailored to the audience's needs and wants and beliefs and desires and motives, right? That really speaks to them and that it really grabs their attention and then sells them. Now, when you are optimizing, are you optimizing only on the customer's websites? like Shopify sites, big commerce sites, or are you touching uh, Amazon stores? So we are not touching Amazon stores. Um, the same ideas and principles apply. And I also did this in the past when I ran my own Amazon FBA business that I was uh, testing different hero images and different keywords and different bullet points and different A plus content, for example. And I also have friends that run an Amazon agency right now where they specialized in A-B testing exactly this. Um, right now, we don't do this because we just wanted to focus on the e-commerce and building funnels, right? So e-commerce in the sense that they have their own pages and we can kind of control the customer journey because the uh, customer behavior 
when they see an ad and then click on your landing page and on the funnel is different to the customer journey that happens when they have a when they have a uh, buying intent, right? And they search a specific product on Amazon and then they just compare products. It's like a completely different uh, way of uh, buying something. Hey, what's up there? This is Andy. I wanted to take a quick break from the show and talk to you for just one minute. You probably know that I've been called the world's foremost expert in e-commerce growth strategies. But have you ever wondered how I gained all this knowledge? First, you probably guessed it. It's through all the years of interviews I've done with experts and uber successful throughout the e-commerce space right here on the Make Each Click Count podcast. And second, it's through all the courses that are available at Make Each Click Count University. From Facebook to Google Ads to Pinterest to SEO, if you are looking to grow your business by either adding a new marketing channel or by optimizing an existing marketing channel like an expert, go to www.makeeachclickcountuniversity.com forward slash classes. There you will find a course that will help you become an expert in whatever marketing channel you currently need help. Better yet, Choose more than one. Join Make Each Click Count University and join me and other marketing professionals live once a month at our monthly marketing members-only meeting. Again, you can view all courses at www.makeeachclickcountuniversity.com forward slash classes. Now, let's get back to the show. So let me ask, when did you start the agency Accelerated? Uh, I started the agency uh, mid-2020. And were there any business books out there that you could attribute to your journey as an entrepreneur? A lot, <laughs> a lot of business books. The one of the first books that I read was How to Awaken the Giant Within from Tony Robbins. That wasn't necessarily directly tailored to business, but it was one of the uh, books that kind of laid the foundation. Uh, the books that I really, really liked uh, that were tailored to business was um, the one from Patrick Bad David. Um, I think it's uh, called Thinking Ahead. Um, I really liked Relentless uh, from Tim Grover. I really liked Four Hour Week from Tim Ferriss. And I'm just kind of looking at my book stack over here at my chef. And I really, really liked the Almanac of Naval Rubicant. And then there are like a lot of really specific books like a hundred million dollar offers from Alexa Morsi, uh, the way of the wolf from Jordan Belfort, scientific advertising. Um, yeah, advertising and all of those. So there are, yeah, those like are really yeah, you named a lot of good ones that are on my shelf yeah. as well. Now, yeah. 2020, that's um, not too long ago. What, how have you been able to grow? What problems are you solving for your clients and, and how are you standing apart from, from the other conversion optimization companies? Uh, great question too. So in the beginning, um, we kind of did everything, right? So as I said, we started building complete stores. We started like tearing apart landing pages. We did copywriting. We did workshops, consulting, everything. And then mid last year, we shifted towards only doing one service, which is the AB testing that we do right now, right? The complete like done for you CRO. And then we just focused and doubled down on this one uh, service. And this enabled us to put all of our energy and resources into creating the processes for that service. And that's how we were able to build the team in the back end more efficiently. Because before and it was kind of all over the place. It didn't have like a real project management it was just like working from project to project to project and every 
project was different, but focusing and doubling down on only one service was really what was um, enabling us to scale. Um, so mid last year, we switched to this one service only. And then end of the year and beginning of this year, we started really scaling. And the thing that helped us the most was going to mastermind events, uh, traveling around, making connections with other marketers and experts and agencies. And this is what really, really helped us. And this is also like the main differentiator now is that we always want to keep iterating and keep evolving and keep learning, not only directly tailored to, for example, CRO or consumer psychology, but also in general, like what's working in marketing, what's working in direct response, how are other marketers and agencies are going through these times right now, navigating through like a recession period or whatever it may be. Um, that was like the biggest thing for us going out there and connecting with them. And for your A-B testing, do you use Google Optimizer or are you using something else? Yeah, so we used Google Optimize. Uh, last month, we switched to Chameleon. Uh, Chameleon is like an enterprise testing tool. Interesting. And who is the perfect? Who have you focused, your laser focused? Who are you focusing on that if they are out there listening, they need to contact you? <laughs> Great question. So we are laser focused on eight-figure brands because that's where we see that the level for CRO and A-B testing is the biggest. So any brand that's doing between one to five million a month, uh, that's like the perfect service for them to get more out of the paid acquisition efforts that they have. Well, this has been great. Is there anything else you would like to wrap it up, add before we wrap it up today? Uh, not really. Uh, I really enjoyed this episode with you, Andy. Thank you so much for having me. You're a great host and I really enjoyed your questions. Uh, yeah, so it was really exciting. Great. And how can somebody interested... Um, find you how can they uh, get more information so i'm most active on twitter uh, i'm just there with uh, carl weiche with my first and last name um or my agency website is acceleratedagency.com so that's where i have like a lot of information and for twitter i'm also doing like a lot of content so you can just shoot me a dm ask me questions and i will reply well, this has been great. For listeners, remember, if you like this episode, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us an honest review. And if you're looking for more information regarding Accelerated or connecting with Carl, you will find those links in the show notes below. In addition, if you're looking for more information on growing your business, check out our podcast resource center available at podcast.makeeachclickcount.com. We have compiled all of our different past guests by show topic and included each of their contact information in case you would like more information on any of the services I have discussed during previous episodes. Well, that's it for today. Remember to stay safe, keep healthy, and happy marketing. And I will talk to you in the next episode. This has been the Make Each Click Count podcast. Remember, those that want to make more sales and profits online, listen to this podcast. The ones that want to discover how to do it faster, invest in themselves and their business through Make Each Click Count University. Join our private Make Each Click Count Facebook group or send us an email to info at makeeachclickcount.com. We want to know who you are and any questions that you may have regarding online marketing.